First Epistle of John, chapter 5, and reading from verse 7. Amen? All right. Are we ready? Yes. Amen. Verse 7 says, For there are three that bear record in heaven. The, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. For there are three, verse 8, that bear witness in the earth. The Spirit, the water, and the Word. And these three agree in one. The Amplified says, there are three witnesses. The Spirit, the water, which means the Word of God, and the blood. I don't know if I read that correctly. Anyway, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. There are these three witnesses that function in our lives here in the earth. And these three agree. They are in unison. They are in harmony. They te their testimony coincides. Now, if there was a trial in court, and you have these witnesses, and their witnesses agree, the judge can decide the case or the jury based on those witnesses and their, witness, and their, their testimony agreeing. Now when each of those witnesses are also very solid, very credible, then them agreeing takes it to another level. Now here it is saying the spirit of God that bears witness with our spirit, that is able to reveal the will of God, that is able to um, give us understanding that can reveal the purposes of God and insight. When that spirit that bears witness testifies, he is reliable. When the word of God that is written, the word of God says, etc., 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 the word of God is forever settled in heaven. It is solid. When the blood the sacrifice of declares that this is finished. By his stripes you are healed or whatever the case might be. When you have those three witnesses, those three witnesses are so absolutely reliable and they agree together. They are in unison. They are in harmony. Their testimony coincide on any particular issue. If you got the three of them, it is a done deal. Amen? It is a Loctite deal case and once you got those witnesses then you don't have to wonder you don't have to waver it is not a maybe it's not a bust but it is a certainty of yes and amen are you with me it can bring you into a realm of knowing say knowing knowing is not to hoping knowing is knowing all right so let me let's continue and verse 9 if we receive the witness of men Sometimes we receive witnesses of circumstances. Think about that. If we receive the witnesses of men, the witness of God, the Word, and the blood, and the Holy Spirit are greater. And this is the witness of God which he had testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God has that witness in him. And he that believeth not the Son of God had made him a liar because he believed not the record that God gave of his son. This is the record that God had given to us eternal life. We have eternal life. 
When you're born again, the word, the blood, and the Holy Spirit testifies and bear witness that you're a child of God. You're born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Are you with me? Amen? Washed by the blood. So that you have eternal life. Verse 12. He that had the son has that life. Has that eternal life. Has that nature of God. He that don't have the son of God doesn't have that eternal life. Doesn't have that Zoe. Doesn't have that nature of God. That doesn't have Christ. Verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you might know that you have eternal life, that you might know that you've got the nature of God on the inside of you, and that you may believe in the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence, this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask any according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever it is we ask, we also know. We know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Now, we, my focus here today is receiving with confidence. There is this, this receiving that we're talking about must take place in this realm of confidence. Say confidence. Hebrews 4 verse 16, verse 16, a verse you're familiar with says, um, having there, it says that we are to come, come boldly, that's with confidence, come boldly to the throne of grace, that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That you might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We talk, come boldly, come with confidence that you might what? Obtain. Now remember, at the end of the day, everything you have in your life, you only, there's nothing that you have that you have not received. Amen? It says that in Corinthians. I think it's 1 Corinthians 4, 7. There's nothing that you have. The hair on your head, you received it. The shoes on your feet, you receive it. You say, but I earned this money, you still receive it. There is nothing that you have that you did not receive. You got born again, you receive that. You got baptized with the Holy Ghost, you receive that. If you, you receive, you got healed, you receive that. There is nothing that you have that you did not receive. That also means that the things that you need, that you do not have, is because you haven't received it. So what it is that you do not have, that you need to have, that you haven't received. So it is about receiving. And since God freely gives us all things. Freely he gives. He's given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. In Christ all the promises are yes and amen. When he gave you Jesus. Romans 8.32 says. He's given you all things. So it's not, about, it's not about God giving. It is about receiving. And the Bible says, whatever you desire when you pray, you are to believe you receive it and you shall have it. Which means if you don't receive it, you're not going to have it. So to have, you got to receive. So it's about receiving. But it also says in, in James chapter 1 verse 6 and 7. In fact, verse, verse 5 is going to say, let him ask God. And then verse 6 says, but let him ask in faith, 
nothing wavering. Because he that wavers is, 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 is like a man, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Because he that wavers is unstable in all of his ways. He shall not receive anything of the Lord. Amen? Because he's double-minded. So it says we cannot allow ourselves to waver or we will not receive. Can you imagine, I mean, I mean, it's, it's not nice. Can you imagine you, you're praying with a brother or a sister? And as, um, uh, uh, maybe you might even be praying and, you know, you're praying with a pastor, you're praying with somebody and, and you're praying this wandering prayer. You, you're praying and, and they say, stop, stop. You're not going to receive anything praying like that. You could get offended. Amen. But wouldn't it be a good thing for them to tell you, don't waste your breath. Don't, don't, you stop because the way you're praying, you're not going to receive from the Lord because the word of God says, he that wavereth shall not receive anything of the Lord. Well, I, I, I'm asking for God to heal me, but then again, you never know, sister. So stop, 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 stop. You're not going to receive. Are you with me? Now that might sound harsh, but if it is the truth, you need to hear it. What am I saying? I am saying that receiving needs to take place in a realm of confidence. Amen? It needs to take place in a realm of confidence. They that come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. Come boldly, come confidently to the throne of grace that you might obtain, obtain, Mercy and fine grace. In other words, you got to come with confidence to obtain. Does that also mean that if you don't come with confidence, you're not going to obtain? Amen? So this obtaining, this having, this getting, this receiving has to be in confidence. Say confidence. All right. It can't be a flaky, passive receiving. You know, that, that, that don't work. And, and so we got to be, we got to be, I need to be straight with you in this and, 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 and firm with you in this. Question, how do you receive? How do you receive? Well, Mark 11, matter of fact, tell me to Mark 11. Mark chapter 11. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mark chapter 11. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, Mark chapter 11. Let's pick it up back in verse 22. Now, most of you know the context of this with the fig tree and everything else, but let's pick it up in verse 22. It says here, have Jesus speaking, by the way, and he's the greatest teacher, is he not? He says, I came from heaven. You don't know what heaven is like, but I came from there, and I'm going to tell you what it's like. I'm gonna, and that's why he, he had to tell us the kingdom of heaven. Because we don't know what, I, what it is until he revealed it to us. Amen? He says, what I see with the Father, what I've heard, that's what I'm going to share with you. And he says, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. Have faith in God's system. Faith is your receiver. He says, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. And then he goes on to explain, verse 23. Because verily, truly, I say to you, that whatsoever, whatsoever, or whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, 
and be thou cast into the sea, whosoever shall say unto this mountain precisely what it is he desire for it to be removed and to be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says, that whatever things he says, that's why you better say continually, whatever things he says, be removed, be cast into the sea, believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. So Jesus explained, this is how this faith of God operates. You got to speak to the mountain exactly what it is you desire, exactly what you want to see come to pass. Don't doubt in your heart. Believe that what you say shall come to pass and go ahead and say it. Amen? And then he says in verse 24, Therefore, because that's how this works, because that's how this kingdom works, this is how the God system works, Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe you receive what you desire when you pray. Now when is when you pray? When you pray is the very instant you are praying. When you pray is not after you pray. He says, at the moment, the very instant you are praying, receive it. Now, we've thought about some of this, so I, I, I'm just going to jump in. To receive is to take it. When you pray, the instant you pray, believe you receive it. The, when you pray, take it. Take it, say take it. And how do you take it? You take it by faith. That's why Jesus started out by saying this is how faith works. You take it by faith. Faith believes. And faith speaks. Faith says it. Faith is an uh, faith says. Faith is an act. Faith speaks. Now, you must receive or take it the instant you pray. Now, the mistake we sometimes make is we presume, we assume, we presume that we receive something from God, when in actual fact we never actually took we never actually went through the spiritual act of taking in the instant you follow me well why do we just figure well it's going to work out we sometimes we pray about it we talk to god in relationship to it lord this is what's happening and you know i need this situation to change or you know i need this finances or you know this is happening and lord i need this etc 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 work it out for me and we do all of that and that sounds good but in the meantime we are talking to god about it in regards to it concerning it but in all of that nice sweet praying even quoting scripture there is no taking are you with me and so we end up assuming and then we just figure it's going to just all work out. But there is no such guarantee that it will work out if you don't do what the word of God say. Right. Are you with me? So we don't want to just pray in regards to it. The Bible says that in um, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. It says, as you have received Christ, so walk in him. How did you receive Christ? You believe in your heart. That God raised him from the dead and you confessed him as Lord. Well, that's how it works. It's how it works in the, all of your Christian walk. 
It's how you get baptized with the Holy Ghost. It's how you receive your healing. It's how you receive in any arena. How? You believe and you receive and you take it and you take it by saying. Say saying. All right. Okay. So, um, but if you're going to receive when you pray, you've got to be prepared. Let's put it this way. If you, like if I, if I ask you, if you, if, if, my, if, um, if I ask you to throw, to, you know, to just toss your phone, especially the phone, because if you miss the cartridge, it might destroy the phone. And she decided to, uh, my wife decided to throw me the phone. Don't throw it. <laughs> but he decided to throw the phone. Before that phone arrived, I got to be ready to receive it, to catch it. If I don't, I'll probably drop the catch. I'm not paying attention. So here is the point. Because you need to receive the instant you pray, you need to believe you receive it, you got to know what it is that you are receiving before you receive. If you don't even know what it is you're receiving, if you're not prepared to receive before you ask, then you're going to not be in the right place to receive. What am I saying? Until you are ready to receive it, you cannot effectively pray to receive it. You follow me? You got to be ready to receive it before you even ask. In other words, you know, so yeah, I might pray about it, pray about it. Why? Just so as to settle some issues. Because you see, I've got to know exactly what it is I'm receiving and then pray about it, be ready to receive it before I receive it, before I even ask. That's the reason why Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore, understanding how this faith stuff works, how this system operates, how the faith in God, how the faith of God functions. Therefore, Mark eleven twenty four, whatsoever you what? Desire. Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it. What comes before the asking? Desire. You've got to know what it is you desire. You cannot be believing God for a hundred dollars and just pray and sell and, and receive and you just receive something, but, you, but it's not the hundred dollars that you desire. You've got to be clear and, and, and be, be very clear and specific about what it is you desire so that you know exactly what it is you are to receive when you pray. You get it? All right. Now. Without doing that, when you are in this assuming realm, presuming, oh, it's just going to work out. Presuming that God knows, he understands, he knows I'm in this situation. And you just, you just uh, go to some kind of vague, um, instead of being purposeful, you can be, find yourself operating in an area of what we call mental ascent, which is one of the hindrances and I'm going to just mention it now, but that's one of the hindrances to praying and to receiving with confidence. It's one of the hindrances to this confidence realm. Mental ascent is when you are, is, is when you are operating, when you're saying, well, um, you know, somebody, you know, uh, you know, you're praying and it's, well, when you have an attitude, well I, well, I know that. I already know that. Right? Yeah, you know that, but whatever you do, do, what are you doing? Are you taking action? Or it is when you just, Pray about it, but there is no concrete taking of it. So when you pray, it is not about hoping it will work. 
But you got to take action. You can't be in this mental ascent arena. You've got to be in an action arena, a confident arena, etc., etc. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. That leads to this question then. What then determines or what, what factors, what, what governs this confidence realm? Because remember, we read back in, at the beginning in 1 John chapter 5, verse, verse 13 and 14, uh, it says, um, this is the confidence that we have, that whatever we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know, 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 know that he hears us, then we also know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Which means if we know that he hears us, then we also know that when we pray, we'll receive it and we take it. And if we take it, then we have it. Because taking, you're not taking some, some you got to take something real. And if you take it, you have it. God gives, but God gives what he has. It has to be real. It's a real action. If you receive it, you have it. If you don't have it, you didn't receive it. But you say, my having it is based on what it looks like. No, 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 no. You receive it when you pray. And then you stay in faith. And if you, because you receive it, you have it in your spirit, you take it with your soul, then, and you hold fast, it will show up in the natural. All right. So what then, but with this confidence, it says come boldly. Come with confidence that you might obtain. Confidence causes you to obtain. What, this is the confidence that we have, that we know whatever we ask according to his will, he hears us. If we know he hears us, then we know we have the petitions. What governs this confidence arena? And by the way, it says things. Amen? It says things. The Father knows you have need of these things. And he says, if you do it right, seek first the kingdom, these things are going to be added unto you. You can have these things without being consumed with anxiety concerning the things. Because he knows that you have need of it. And it is his good pleasure. He takes care of the fowls of the air. He takes care of the grass. They're well clothed. How much more will your heavenly father? He loves you. He wants to take care of you. He cares for you. He cares for you so much he don't want you to have any cares. So he said, cast all your care upon me because I care for you. He says the, the Gentiles, they seek after those things. But they're all consumed and those things have them. But I don't want that to be that way with you. He says, you operate in my system. You seek first the kingdom. And all of those things that I know you have need of will be added onto you. Whether we're talking healing, whether we're talking finances, whether we're talking relationships. He's given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. There is no good thing that he will withhold from you as you walk uprightly, as you function in him and in Christ. Are you with me? So it is not about his giving, it is about receiving. But we have to be in this confidence arena and there are forces that are designed to hinder you. Whether it be mental ascent, whether it be sin consciousness, you're not good enough, you don't deserve it. Or whether it be anxiety that serves the enemy's purpose, hooks you up with the kingdom of darkness. Are you with me? Or whether it be, um, uh, 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 or, or whether it be just this, because you're looking at what it looks like and you're looking at sight and you're letting, you're letting the senses determine. There are things that will hinder you. 
And we're going to deal with those. But there is this confidence arena that you need to operate in. What governs that confidence arena? Let's go back to first piece of John chapter 5. Are we ready? Come on, you got to study here a little bit. Amen? We got to dig a little bit below the surface. The Bible says when a man digs, builds a house, you want to build a house on a rock? Man, you can't just go, go just put it on the flat there, on the shallow. You got to dig deep until you hit the rock. And then that's where you anchor. That's where you, you put the foundation on the rock. So that later on when the storms of life come, that house don't get blown down. But you got to dig deep. So don't just settle for what's on the surface. Let us dig a little bit deep today so that we can get a hold of what is necessary so that we can operate in this confidence arena in regards to receiving. So that when the storms come, you're not going to wander and waver. But you're going to hold fast without wavering, knowing that he is faithful. Amen? All right. So first piece of John chapter 5. Let's go back there again. Glory to God. Let's pick it up in verse 13. These have I written unto you, that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may know that you have eternal life, the nature of God, and that you may believe in the name of the Son of God, and the, the name of the Son of God, and this is the confidence. What is the confidence? The name of the Son of God, having eternal life. It is written, what is eternal? What is this? What is this confidence? If I only had one word, and you and, and you ask me, well, what is what what governs the confidence realm of receiving, right? And and and, and um, you know, rather than me rattle off a whole bunch of stuff, you say, look, just give me one word, one word, not two, not three, one word. What would be that one word that governs this confidence realm of receiving? That one word. Is purpose. Say purpose. All right. Now, no one, Jesus and all that's going to come into land, but it's about purpose in the final analysis. Let's, let's check this out. First of all, as it says, this is the confidence, and it's talking about the Son of God, it's talking about His name, it's talking about eternal life, that nature. In other words, then, it is functioning in, in Him. And that's why these other answers are somewhat correct. It is functioning in Christ. It's functioning in eternal life. It's functioning in the nature of Christ. It is you functioning as a son of God. First Epistle of John chapter 3 verse 8 says, For this purpose the son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, the son of God. Purpose, son of God. The purpose is connected and it's in him. It's in him that all the promises are yes and? Amen. So it's functioning in him. It's functioning in Christ. It's functioning in that nature. It, and to function in the name of Jesus is still very much the same. Colossians 3 verse 17 says, Whatsoever you do, do all in the name of Jesus. In the person of Christ. In the essence of who he is and everything else. For as he is, so are you in this world. Function in him. Whatever you do, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, do all for the glory of God. Now watch this. If you are talking about functioning in Him, functioning in that nature, one other step, Colossians 1, 27. Christ in you is what? It is the hope. 
It is the confidence. It's the expectation of glory, excellence. In other words, God says, Christ, my life, my nature, that new life that you have, that, God says, I have absolute confidence and expectation that that will bring forth glory. Amen? God says, the life that I've placed in you overcometh the world. Because whatever is born of God overcometh the world, and that's the nature that is in there. Amen? In him is life, and in him is light. In him there is no darkness at all. So that nature is total victory. Christ in you. That eternal life. That is the confidence. It is the nature of God in you. Okay? It is the nature in you. Now if you're functioning in that nature, then you're functioning in Him. If you're functioning in Him, you're not functioning in you. In fact, to function in Him, you've got to recognize there's no more you. Because Galatians 2 verse 20 says, You have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless you live, yet not you, but it's Christ that liveth in you. And the life you now live, you live by the faith of the Son of God. 